right, Psalm chapter 32 tonight. Psalm 32, and uh, we'll read two verses there. We'll go to one other passage. Wednesday nights we've been talking about uh, this matter of happiness. Uh, happiness is. What is happiness? Where, where, do, we, um, uh, where do we get true uh, happiness from? Uh, we've heard over and over. I read about it again today. I read somebody. Uh, I, I think I, uh, I got one. Thank you. Um, I read a, a again today about somebody that had uh, uh, written something, and they talked about exactly what I said several weeks ago. Uh, happiness is something the world gives. Joy is what God gives. And happiness is, uh, is based in sin, and joy is based in righteousness. And happiness is, uh, doesn't last, and joy is forever. And, and those things, they sound so good, but they're just not scriptural. Uh, over and over in the Bible, God told us, he even used the word happy. Happy is the man. And the word blessed, uh, that same original word that was translated blessed was also translated happy. And so um, uh, there's nothing wrong with being happy. God wants us to be happy, uh, but not at the stake of righteousness. He wants us to be happy, but not, uh, and, and, uh, and not more, more than being a righteous individual. So tonight we're going to look at the last thing here. Look at uh, Psalm chapter 32, look at verse 1. He said, Blessed is he whose, trans, uh, whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. Again, that word blessed means happy. Happy is the man, or blessed is the man whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy or blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. Take your Bibles and go to Romans now. Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. And look at verse number, uh, verse number 7. Romans 4 verse 7. Saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven. Or you could say, happy are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Uh, tonight, I wanted to end it with this. Happiness is being saved. It's just happiness is salvation. Uh, I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand melancholy Christians. I don't understand discouraged Christians, depressed Christians. I don't understand Christians that, uh, that, that are not rejoicing and happy all the time. I would dare say I would check my salvation. Or if, if, if it's still there, then I'd, I'd be looking at what I'm focused on in life. Because we have a lot to be happy about just in the fact that we're saved. We're saved people. And so let's pray. We'll look at a few things here tonight and we'll be done. Father, I pray tonight that you would bless the, uh, the Bible study, that you'd use it here and uh, that you would help us to uh, rejoice simply in being saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, happiness, we're all searching for happiness to some degree. Caleb, look up here and sit up. Sit up. We're all looking for, sit up. We're all looking for happiness to some degree. To some degree, we're all, uh, we're all searching for uh, that, that, that happy feeling, that joy. And there's nothing wrong with that at all, looking for that. There's some happiness that uh, is lasting, and there's some happiness that is fleeting. There's nothing wrong with fleeting happiness, per se, uh, as long as it's not a sinful happiness. Uh, we have that, that happiness that, uh, okay, you go out to a nice meal and you get a nice dinner. Boy, that makes you happy. But it doesn't last. 
uh, by the time the meal's over, the happiness is over. Uh, nothing wrong with going to an activity, and that's fun and happy, and you enjoy it. It makes you happy. There's nothing wrong with that, but once the activity is over, then oftentimes the happiness is over. There's nothing wrong with buying a, a, a new pair of shoes or buying a new, a new shirt or something that you would like or a new tool, and that makes you happy, but it's not long, and the happiness wears away, and it leaves. But there's nothing wrong with that. You might like warm weather, like today, and that may make you happy. But then if it starts raining or snowing, then you're not happy anymore. There's nothing wrong with being happy with those things, but those things come and go, and they leave. And the Bible talks about, oftentimes, use the word blessed to describe that type of happiness. However, the happiness that we're looking at here is the other word that he used was either uh, Asher or um, uh, uh, Makarios, uh, which means that happiness that does not leave and it's based in something that we can do and get a true happiness that sticks with us. And we've talked about many of those, but the, the, the one I want to look at tonight is just the fact that you're saved uh, can bring that happiness. It's a happiness that comes that does not leave with uh, circumstances. It does not change with circumstances, but it's a joy and a happiness that sticks with us. Um, uh, there, there's, uh, there's choices that you and I need to make in life. And uh, we don't always base our choices on what makes us happy. At least we shouldn't. There are people that do that. The world does that. The world bases their decisions on what's going to make me more happy. Uh, they choose their job, uh, the way they behave, uh, who they hang around. All, all of that is based on what's, what, what do I want to do? What will make me more happy? And uh, God does not expect a Christian to live that way. Now, the wrong is wanting to be happy, but not at the stake of right. He'd rather us be right. And so sometimes we have to look at something and say, yes, that would make me happy. It may be just a temporary happiness, but we would like that. Uh, however, I'm not going to do that because it would not be right. And that's why we find that uh, uh, Moses said I, I, he chose rather to suffer affliction with God's people than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He said, I could enjoy uh, my life in the palace of Pharaoh. I could enjoy uh, all the blessings that come with that. However, I know that's not going to last. That's just a, a temporary pleasure. But the right thing for me to do is obey God and go to bat for my Hebrew brethren. And so he did. Um, however, God often rewards the right decision with a lasting happiness. Okay, uh, you can say, boy, I, uh, I'd be happy if I could smoke dope for a little while. Well, it makes me happy. Okay, that makes you happy for a few minutes. Um, but you say that's not right to do. I know that's wrong. Uh, the Bible talks about that using the word uh, pharmakai. It's not right to have that uh, anything that alters the mind and alters your feelings and emotions and things. And so, so God said, I, uh, you say, I'll, I'll forsake that temporary happiness to do what is right, and God often then rewards you with a lasting happiness because you made the right decision. We talked about that not long ago. Uh, tonight, I want to talk about this one here, and the last lesson in this series is happiness is simply salvation. Salvation. Um, I tell my testimony often, and I don't think a day goes by when I don't remember that day, when I don't relive that day of when I got saved. Um, uh, it, was, it, was, it was the most wonderful day in the world for me. It was the happiest day in the world for me. It was a, a, a hap and by the way, it's a happy day that's never ended. It's never changed. Boy, that day something happened inside, 
and it is stuck right there. Uh, the young person, I was, I was always concerned. I was always concerned about hell and, and wondered, am I going to go to heaven or am I not? Uh, boy, I don't know. I mean, what if I were to die? I'm talking just as a child, seven, eight, nine years old and 10 years old. I always wondered, will I go to heaven or will I not? Will I go to hell? And boy, it scared me and always bothered me and worried me. And uh, I remember uh, getting up in the middle of the night often and go to my, go to my parents' room and wake them up and ask them, uh, I don't know if I'm going to heaven. If I die, how do I know I go to heaven? And I remember them saying, no, just go back to bed. You'll go to heaven. It's okay. Go back to bed. And many times I remember going back to bed and they went right back to sleep. And I laid there in bed crying. And look at them. I said, God, they said I'd go to heaven. So I guess I will. But I don't really know. that." And boy, it concerned me so much. And, and um, my dad worked at a power plant. And uh, uh, he worked at the power plant up on Isleson Air Force Base. And, and uh, sometimes I'd go to work with him. And he, he drove the, he was the train engineer. And, and then he became the foreman of the power plant. And, and so one day he took me into the power plant. And we were, we were going through that. I was, I was going through with him checking gauges and all that. We went down the, uh, the boiler uh, by, by all the boilers. And he opened up the, uh, uh, the, the doors to the boilers. He said, look in there. And, of course, it was so bright because it was so hot. You couldn't see anything. So I got a, he gave me a welding mask and looked into that welding mask, and you could see those flames going up. And, I mean, it scared me to death. I put, I put that thing down, and I don't want to look in there again. I remember I went out and, and, and sat in the truck for a couple of hours because he was, he was uh, 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 running a bulldozer and, and uh, moving hot ashes around. And I sat in the truck waiting for him, and, I, and boy, I was so scared. I thought, God, I don't want to go to hell. That's what hell's going to be like. I would just imagine my soul in there burning forever. I don't want to go there. And, and uh, I mean, these are, I, I have dreams. that I had dreams of being nailed to a cross. I had dreams of, of my family being nailed to the cross. I I had dreams of going to hell, and it was horrible, just a horrible, horrible thing. And I'll never forget that day in my room when I got on my knees by a, a, a giant beanbag pillow I had, and I got a piece of paper, a little, a yellow legal pad, and a, and a, and a pen. And I sat down that day and I wrote it down. I said, God, today I'm not trusting in whether I said the right words. I'm not trusting in whether I was a good enough person. I'm not trusting in whether I had enough faith. I'm not trusting in anything today other than you said you'd save me and I'm trusting you and I put my faith in Jesus Christ and I believe in him and let me tell you something that day something changed that day Christ came inside and I was saved and it changed everything and I got born again that day and that happiness has lived on ever since the happiest day of my life that's never went away what a great boy and we can go through tonight we had the time where we go through everybody just let you tell your testimony about the day that you got saved and the day you got saved was just as thrilling for you as the day i got saved was thrilling to me happiness is salvation happiness is having your sins forgiven you know i got a i got a new credit card the other day and uh it's a good one. I'd recommend it to anybody. It has no limit. It has no limit. And you can use it for emergency, not emergency, but needs. Any needs that you have, you can use it with no limit for any needs that you have. And the best part is they never send you a bill. They never send you a bill. You can go use it pay your electric bill, take this credit card down and you pay your electric bill and you never get a bill. If you need groceries, you go to Walmart, buy groceries, 
and you never have to pay the bill. I've been using it for six months. It's an awesome credit card. That's happiness, isn't it? Why are you all looking at me like that? So it sounds too good to be true. It is. I'm, I, didn't, I, I wish they had a credit card like that, but they don't. But you know what? Hold on a second. Uh, salvation. Salvation is that way. Salvation is that way. Every time you sin, you never get the bill in the mail. Every time you do wrong, and, and it's not a, a license to go sin, but, but it, boy, when the need is there, and if, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And, uh, and, and he said that we've been reconciled with Christ, and blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven, whom the Lord will not impute iniquity. That means he's not going to send you a bill. You're not going to have to pay for your sins. Boy, you know, that's a, and, and, and that's that happiness. Imagine if you did have a credit card like that. And after church day, we all went to Walmart, got everything you needed, paid for it with a credit card, done. Never saw the bill. And then, you want to go out to eat tomorrow morning? Go out to eat, swipe that credit card, never see the bill. Your car breaks down, swipe the credit card, never see the bill. You'd say, that's amazing. That would be, that would be every time you use that card, you'd be happy. Would you not? I know I would. I have man going to go down. And, uh, uh, hey, my, my car needs new brakes. Put the brakes on the car. It'll be $1,500. Put it on the card. Swipe the car. You, you would walk out there and say, ha, that is so awesome. I just bought new brakes on my car. Don't have to pay on the bill. You know, that's where we ought to be every single day when we get mad at somebody on the street. We ought to walk away and say, man, thank God. The Lord will not impute that iniquity on me. I'm so glad that my sins are forgiven. I'm so glad that's not going to be added to my account. I'm so glad that I'm not going to get a bill someday for that. I'm so glad I don't have to go to hell someday for that. I'm so glad my sins are forgiven. They're gone, gone, gone. Yes, my sins are gone. They're separate as far as the east is from the west. They're buried in the depths of the deepest sea. Hey, my sins are washed away. Happy is the man. Blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven. Aren't you glad you're saved? Amen. Isn't it wonderful just to be saved, to be a child of the king? Uh, every time you and I sin, we ought to relive that salvation and rejoice and say, thank God. Thank God. Boy, I failed the Lord today, but I'm not going to have to pay for it. I messed up today, but I don't have to pay for it. I stole a lie today, but I don't have to pay for it. I, I just lied to everybody about credit cards, and I don't have to pay for it. And uh, I'm a, a man alive. I, 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 I said a bad word today, but I don't, I'm not have to pay for that. Blessed is the man whom I will not Impute iniquity. Maybe a few thoughts about this. Your salvation is a never-ending cleansing. A never-ending cleansing. I don't know about you, but I don't like being dirty. I, mean, I don't mind working, and I don't mind getting dirty. But I want to. When I'm done, I want to clean up. I, I just. I don't. I don't like. Uh, I don't like being dirty. I, I take a shower every night before I go to bed, and uh, uh, if there if, if there's occasions when I can't. Oh, I just feel so, I just feel dirty and sticky and, and, and I just, ugh, you know, I just, I like to be clean. I like that constant cleansing, you know. And you know the Lord, that's a salvation, it's an ever-ending cleansing. Every time you do wrong, it's gone. Every day, it washes me clean. Every day, it cleanses out. Every wrong, every sin, every evil thing, every dirty thought, every dirty word, every act of rebellion, every lustful thought. I mean, just gone. God just constantly cleansing us and, and washing it away. It's a never-ending cleansing. Boy, we ought to rejoice in that. 
How do I make us happy to know that I, uh, if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father? Thank God for that. We've been saved. It's a never-ending cleansing. Why else does, ha- does salvation make us happy? Here's the other reason. Because it, can't be, it, it, it won't be taken back and it can't be stolen. The Bible says no man can pluck us out of the Father's hand. Uh, it's not, the Lord's not going to get mad at you and take it back. You know, he's not. Uh, the Bible talks about how our earthly fathers will chasten us after their own pleasure. Uh, how many times do parents do something for their kids, then they act up and they take it away? Huh? Do, do that? Uh, buy you a new bike. You were bad. Taking the bike away. You know? Oh, I got you some new something you liked, and, but you're bad. Taking it away. Got you a phone, but you're bad, so I'm taking it away. The Lord gave you salvation, but when you're bad, he's not going to take it away. Boy, it can't, he's not going to, he's not going to take it back from you. It is yours. It was a gift that will not be taken back and, and nobody can take it from you. Boy, they can come in and, and rob you and steal from your home and, 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 and rob you blind, but they cannot take your salvation. And that is why all through history, the, the people, that the God-haters that were killing Christians were so viciously and violently angry was because no matter how hard they tried, they could not get to their soul. The Bible said, don't fear them that, that, that can hurt the, harm the body, but fear them that harm the, that, that, that the only one that can harm the soul, and that's the Lord. He said, you, you, nobody can get your soul. And that's why they torture these people and, 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 and viciously try to get them to deny Christ. And, and with all the happiness and joy in the world, they said, we're not denying him. Well, how could we deny the Savior after all he's done for us? And they would try to torture them and try to hurt them and, and try to bring them to their knees. And yet the, the more they persecuted the Christian, it was almost like the happier they got and the stronger they got because they can't steal that from us. Boy, that's why we ought to be saved. Or we ought to be happy that we're saved. Be happy that nobody can take it from you. And nobody can steal it from you. And, and, and God's not going to take it back from you just because you mess up. Uh, now, now, I do believe you can, you know, I do believe you can pitch it in the garbage if you want. I do believe you can well, water it up and throw it away if you don't want it anymore. Somebody said this, well, bless God, if you said a prayer when you were three years old, like it or not, you're going to heaven. God will make you, he'll drag you kicking and screaming to make you go to heaven. I don't think if you're kicking and screaming, begging to go to hell, God's going to make you go to heaven. Uh, uh, many verses in the Bible make it real clear. Hey, but Paul said, we're not of those that draw back into perdition. But there are some that do draw back into perdition. And if you want to throw it away, that's up to you. But, boy, if you don't want to throw it away, ain't nobody taking it from you. And if you don't want to, if you don't want to walk away from the, from the God of heaven, he's not walking away from you. And so you have that salvation. Number three, the happiness is in the change that we experience. The happiness is in the change that we experience and we see it every day. The Bible says his mercies are new every morning. Every day we relive our salvation because we're seeing the change in our life. When you get up in the morning, if you've been saved, your life has changed. If you got saved, your life will change. That's just all there is to it. Your life is gonna change. And so when you get saved, your life, what's so funny? What's funny? Why don't you go sit in my office? Okay, go. Just go. You're distracting me. I'm sure everybody else too. Go. Hurry up. Go. Um, and so uh, every when you get saved, there's a change that takes place. And that change that takes place, you see it every single day. You get up in the morning, and guess what? All of a sudden, on your alarm clock, it's not a rock song playing. playing it's a Jesus song playing. 
the other day I went to the hospital and, and uh, 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 to pick up a, a baby that had passed away. And, and uh, I went in there and uh, the nurse uh, that was there, we went in and had her, she had her phone on and uh, the music was playing. And we got in there and it was playing Amazing Grace. And uh, she was, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She shut it off real quick. I said, well, don't be sorry. I said, you're a Christian? She said, yeah. I said, and then she goes to church out in Eagle River, what have you. And, uh, you know, there's a, there, there's, a, there's a change. And every day you see that change in your life, and every day it causes you to rejoice. I mean, you get up in the morning, and you really look in the mirror and say, I dress different because I'm a Christian. I, why? Because I got saved that day. Boy, what a, look at the change in my life. If you, if you look at who you are today and who you were when you got saved, it ought to be a major difference. If it's not, the first thing I would do is check my salvation. First thing I do is look at it and say, am I even saved? Because if there's not a change taking place, something's not right. There's just something not right there. There's a change. The Bible make, uh, makes it very clear that when you get saved, there's going to be changes that are going to follow. And every, every person in the Bible that we see that got saved, they walked away changed. They walked away changed and doing something different. And so uh, you get you get everything about your life is different. All of a sudden, you find yourself, you're going to church on, on, on Sunday. And you're like, man, remember years ago, I'd, I'd still be sleeping this time of day. Wednesday night, here you are in church Wednesday night. Where would you be before you got saved? Well, you'd be home right now watching TV uh, or, or something. Friday night, going to teen activity. Where would you teenagers be before you got saved? About running the streets or doing something crazy. So every day the happiness comes because every day you look at your life and say, I'm changed. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. I'm a brand new person. I'm not the person I used to be. Boy, I love that old song. That song is, a, I'm not the man I used to be. I got saved. Boy, that's a good song. And, and uh, man, you're a different person. And that brings happiness. Number four, ha where ha salvation brings happiness because you're suddenly free from bondage. You're free. You know, I, I, I like these crime shows. If I, if I have a, if I have a, a downfall and a, a, a besetting sin, it's uh, Investigation Discovery Channel. Uh, uh, man, I love those true crime shows. You know, I, I, I love those things. And one of them that we watch is um, a Death Row, uh, Death Row series. Uh, people that were on Death Row who were innocent. Uh, now, now, granted, everybody in jail is innocent. We know that, right? They all, they all claim to be innocent. Nobody ever did anything. And they all find Jesus in jail, too. But, uh, uh, you know, everybody in jail is innocent. But can you imagine, though, really being innocent? I mean, uh, can you imagine going to jail for something you had nothing to do with, nothing to do with, and spending 20, 30 years in prison? I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't imagine being in prison for something I didn't do. But I, I couldn't imagine being there for something I did not even do. How do you cope with that for, for uh, uh, life? And, and uh, then they, they tell the story and how they, uh, how they found the, 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 the true criminal. And the people on death row finally get to go free. And several times in the show, you watch them walk out of that prison, a free person, exonerated. I told you I didn't do it. Now they proved I didn't do it. Can you imagine every single day, the next day when they got up? Boy, can you imagine how they got up? I mean, they went outside and they, they will enjoy everything from that point forward. From going to the refrigerator at your own will to taking as long of a shower as you want 
to going outside and going for a walk, being able to go out fishing, being able to hold a job, being able to go to the grocery store. From that point on, after spending years and years and years in prison, that freedom comes every day that they go to the store. They're going to remember, there was a day when I couldn't do this. Boy, this is a privilege. This is a great thing. This, this is so wonderful. And we think nothing of it. But boy, they thought going to McDonald's and getting a cheeseburger was great. Because now they're free. You know what? You and I were in bondage of sin. We were held. Uh, that, that sin, that, that addiction that comes in, that guilt that comes over us, that, that weight of guilt that hovers over us all the time, and the, and the fear of hell that hovered over us, and the, and the anxiety, and the questions, and, and the attacks from Satan, and the fear of God that was there. Hey, when you got saved, all that was wiped away. That's why we're happy. We're free. Free, 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 free from the law. Oh, happy condition. Jesus has bled, and now there's remission. Cursed by the law, bruised by the fall. But uh, uh, because of Jesus, I'm free from it all. Hey, once and for all, we're saved, free from bondage. Of course, we're going to be happy because we're free. Next of all, though, happiness is that coming or that lasting reward that will be coming. Why is salvation so wonderful because of what's coming i tell people all the time you can endure anything for a while we can endure anything for a little while you can endure any amount of pain for a little while uh we can do anything for a while uh you know what happiness is because heaven makes every duty that we do enjoyable because of where we're headed we know heaven is coming so when we have the duty of going to church, it's enjoyable. Why? Because we know what's coming. It makes every, the duty of reading your Bible becomes enjoyable. Why? Because we know what's coming. The world, they, they know what's coming also, and that's why they're doing everything they can to live it up down here, because they know hell is the final resting place for them. Uh, boy, I'm so glad uh, that I'm saved, and that makes me happy. That means that if we have a duty to do, and, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to go soul winning. Hey, but ain't that bad because I'm going to heaven. I, I can do anything for a little while. We can do, endure anything for a while down here. It makes those duties enjoyable that we do. Church becomes enjoyable. Why? Because we're going to heaven. Uh, uh, going soul winning becomes enjoyable. Why? We're going to heaven. Tithing is enjoyable. Why? We're going to heaven. Working around the church becomes enjoyable. Why? I'm going to heaven. Hey, doing the right thing as a Christian is enjoyable because I'm going to heaven. It's not always easy to do right, but it is always enjoyable when you're looking ahead at your future reward and saying, I, 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 no different than when I, when I was, uh, was in sales at True Green Chemlon. Boy, you go in there. I I'd, sometimes I go to work real early, or I'd stay real late and and uh, and, and, make, and make extra phone calls and things. And and boy, you 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 do your best and you'd sell a lawn care. Once you sold that lawn care, you're like, yes. Why? Because I know it's going to reflect on my paycheck. <coughs> it's coming two weeks from now. It's going to show up on that paycheck and. We also got another percentage, not just when they bought it. We got another percentage when they went out and sprayed their lawn. So you got a double bonus. So you got a bonus when they, when they yeah, immediately in the next paycheck, and then every time they sprayed their lawn, we got another 3% every time they sprayed their lawn. So we, we told them they needed it every day, you know. And um, 
But every time they explain the law, you get, you get more. And you, you look forward to that. Hey, every time you respond correctly, look, look to heaven because you just got another reward. Every time you do the right thing in the face of adversity, look to heaven. Why? You just got, you just got one more uh, a good job and, and uh, one more reward from God Almighty up there. Happiness is what's coming, the forever reward that's coming our way. Heaven makes every duty enjoyable. Heaven makes every burden bearable. Think about that. You can carry any burden because you know you're going to heaven. What's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is you'll live. <laughs> that's, the, that's the worst that's going to happen. You'll live through it. You know, The worst part is not dying in the car accident. The worst part is living through the car accident. The worst part is having to live through it. You know, But you know, hey, worst case scenario, you got maybe 70, 80 years, maybe 90. Very few might hit 100. But I guarantee you, by 110, you're gone. You're gone. So don't worry about it. You can. It makes every burden bearable. You can carry anything. You can sit, I, I, my, my new slogan has been this: If I can just, if I can just survive until I die, then I'll be okay. If I can just survive till I die, then I'll be okay. That's all we got to do. You just got to live till you die. If you can live till you die, everything be okay. So all you got to do is make it till you die. That's it. And uh, uh, man, every burden becomes bearable because heaven's coming. And someday we're going to take those burdens to whatever they are. For some, it's health issues. For some, it's family issues. For some, it's a broken heart. For some, it's an ailing mind. And for others, it may be uh, enemies that come your way. Whatever it is, you can take your burdens and one day we're going to lay them all down. Hey, that's that makes us happy down here. Heaven makes every burden bearable. Heaven makes every day enjoyable. Think about that. We enjoy every bit of good because we know it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. So we can really enjoy. Uh, okay. When I was a kid, I get in trouble. I, not very often. I think once I did. Uh, we get in trouble. And uh, things were different back then. I saw this video the other day that somebody sent to my wife about, it was really very true and yet quite humorous, talking about how none of us that grew up uh, in the 60s and 70s and 80s should even be alive. I mean, we were put in cribs with lead paint. Uh, we, we, we rode in the car without seat belts or car seats. And I mean, I grew up in the, we, we rode in the, back, in the back of the pickup truck everywhere we went and never put a seat belt on. And never, we didn't wear helmets. We rode our bikes, you know, and uh, we would fall out of trees and all this stuff, you know. Well, we'd get in trouble sometimes. And uh, uh, boy, we'd do something stupid or fight with my brother, whatever. And then you have, you know, Dad, of course, back then you you could get thumped in public and and it, it was okay. Uh, now now you got thump everybody in private, you know. But uh, the, 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 you knew if he didn't thump you in public, you knew it was gonna get real bad. So we'd start off, you know, early. In the, we had six eight hours before we got home, and and this is what you heard right off when we get home. When we get home, you're gonna get it. Oh man, you know what that meant. I mean, that meant, that meant the belt came off. And, uh, I mean, they, they, it wasn't pretty. Uh, it wasn't, my, my dad should be in jail, uh, honestly. And uh, beat the living fire out of me. And, uh, but boy, yeah, we get home. Now, it does not matter what goes on the rest of the day, does it? We go out to eat. You're not going to enjoy that meal. Why? You're thinking about when I get home. 
You go to the fair, you're not going to enjoy the fair. Why? All you can think about is when I get home. You go to have some activity, you're not enjoying the activity because all you can think about is when I get home. In the lost world, that's really how they, that's how their life is. They don't enjoy anything to the fullest because they know one day they're going to have to face the music. Hey, but you know us? If you're saved today, you enjoy the sunshine more than the world does because you know when you get home, it's just going to get better. That's all. And you and I, we enjoy going on a trip more than the world enjoys a trip because when we die, it's just going to get better. And you and I will enjoy a good meal more than the world. I, I'm convinced that the Christian can have a steak and enjoy that steak more than a lost person will because we're going to heaven when we die. Our salvation has given us such a rich type of a life, a very healthy and wealthy and, and a worthwhile type of a life, a life full of happiness and a life full of joy. Why? Because we're saved and blessed is the man or happy is the man whom the Lord will not impute iniquity. His sins are covered. His sins are gone. Happy is that man, the Bible says, because of the reward we're going to get. And last of all, the happiness of salvation is because of the relationship that you have. That new relationship that you have. You know, everything is more enjoyable when you share it with somebody. You know, it's not always fun to go do stuff by yourself. You know, who wants to go bowling by themselves? Because, yeah, there's nobody. When you get a strike, there's nobody to look over and say, ha, beat that. You know, why do you do things? You go with somebody because you want to share the moment with them. You want to you share it with somebody. It's funny. Something happens and it's funny. But what's one of the first things we do? We call somebody up and tell them about it. Or we take a picture and show somebody. That's why we see a beautiful sunset. What do we do? We stop and we take pictures and then we send them to people. Because we want to share the moment with somebody. You know, when you got saved, you got a new best friend. Amen. And his name was Jesus Christ. And everything you do, in every moment of life, you can share it with your best friend. And you can share that time together. That's a beautiful thing about salvation. That's why I say all the time, don't walk through life ignoring your best friend. Build a relationship with the Lord. Walk with Him and talk with Him and spend time with Him and, 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 and enjoy that relationship and grow with the Savior. Speak to Him about everything. You have somebody to share it with. Too often, we're such strangers with the Lord. We don't know Him. And so we don't, we don't have that intimate time where we can share things with God. And it ought to be very real. Um, uh, people, well, you know, how can you uh, share it with somebody who's invisible? You don't even know he's there. No, if you walk with the Lord, you will know he's there. Right. If you'll spend time with him, uh, it, it's, it's like, I've often said, it's like a stranger. It's like a stranger. You go, you go pick up a stranger, they're hitchhiking, you pick them up. And I don't think we do that anymore, but uh, when I was a kid, we picked up a stranger, and hitchhikers, and a hitchhiker, and you pick them up, they get in the car. Hi. Hi. Reminds me of the one guy, he said uh, he picked up a hitchhiker one day, and he got, boy, he, he picked him up, and then he got really, really uh, started getting nervous, you know, because the hitchhiker said, man, thanks for picking me up, but how do you know I'm not a serial killer? Man, he got nervous. He didn't know what to do, and he got thinking about it, and he said, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? He said, that's kind of scary. And all of a sudden, it's like God spoke to him and gave him the answer. He said, well, that's highly unlikely. He said, what are the chances of two serial killers being in the same car at the same time? And, uh, said, uh, you know, uh, uh, you, you pick up a stranger, 
and you're, you're with that stranger and you don't know what to talk about. You talk about some real bland, basic stuff. How are you? Nice day. It's cold outside. Real hot outside, you know. There's not a relationship there. But as you get to know somebody or if you get a, pick up a close friend, the conversation comes so easy. And you talk about everything. And you share everything. And you laugh together. And you enjoy each other. You know the same thing. Build that relationship with the Lord. The first time you start talking to God and spending time with Him, He's a complete stranger. And you go to your prayer closet and go, It's me. Hi, Lord. Are you there? <laughs> you know? God looks down and says, uh, Hi? What was your name again? And, uh, you know, and pretty soon, little by little, though, what happens? You start to spend time with him and you build that relationship until pretty soon he becomes your best friend and you share everything together. And that makes salvation uh, so much more beautiful. And that's why blessed is the man, happy is the man whose sins are forgiven. We have such a happy life being Christians and born again. All right. Anybody have a song you want to sing? Yes?